0: Uh, This one says, you can abolish sin all you want, but you will still be judged by the Ten Commandments, which tells us what sin is. Mm. The devil has taken over their minds and hearts. Truly, we live in the last generations. I've never seen morality go down so quickly as in the last few years. Would you be even discussing this daily, in this news daily some years ago? Mm. There are things here, there are stories that we can discuss on a daily basis here on Faith FM Radio uh, that you would never have dreamt of speaking about on a daily basis just 10 years ago Mm. and never throughout my lifetime previous to that. Mm. Religious liberty is one of those things that we got so slack about it, we stopped talking about religious liberty because it was such a non-issue, it was embarrassing almost to talk about it because we would say, yeah, the Bible says there's going to be restrictions on religious liberty in the future, and everybody would say, you're a nut job. Mm. Well, now... Not so much. <laughs> that's all we
1: face at the moment. Dude. That's like it's every news story that comes l- through, literally. But even like, it's interesting though because we make the point like, oh, morality is going down the toilet. But then we see like, because in your news section, and that's what it was a reference to, particularly, yes. uh, the Uniting Church, how they were like, oh, look, you know, we're just gonna say that the what the Bible says is true, and we're just gonna abolish sin. We're just gonna get rid of sin. But at the at the same time, like we read a story before that about how the state. In, you know, Iowa. in Iowa refuse to Absolutely. support uh planned parenthood in, you know, doing sexual education for schools and for teenagers and whatnot. So I would say at the same time, and this is the same thing that the the Bible points out,
0: is that as much as there will be bad morality like there will be good people who will stand be standing at the end of time for good things. Hundred percent. And we need to support that wherever and whenever we can.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, at the same time, you know, to say that, oh,
1: yes, the the Iowa state government is the bastion of good morality that no, we should stand beside. No no, 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 that's Probably not what we're saying. Probably not. That's <laughs> no, not what we're saying.
0: No, I, I know nothing about the Iowa state government. But I do know a little bit about politics. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm rather cynical.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, they, hey, they did a good thing. They did. Hopefully for a good and reason. And
0: we need to, we need to uh, highlight whenever... The government does a good thing. All right, 100%. Okay, so uh, before we get into our Bible study, just need to mention uh, the N.Digital. We do have programs on the N.Digital from time to time, and the next installment is about to start. It starts on the 14th of July. Mark it in your calendars. This one is going to be different from anything we have ever done on the N.Digital before in that it will be entirely live from start to finish. Mm. Entirely live. Uh, this one is called "The End of Time." Ooh. So the end of digital, the end of time. Wow! And so Charissa Tarosian and myself will be presenting this one. You will be able to interact with us at any point during that oh, I'm so presentation. Came. You can send your questions through at, uh, at the end of the presentation. We've got a whole bunch of uh, we've got a question and answer time that's going to come through, and it's going to be absolutely. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Now, we're going to deal with two parts. The events of the end of time. That's the first section. So we're going to go through all of the events, all of the things that are going to happen. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. The next thing after that, we're going to work our way through. The events of this. Well, we're not going to cover everything because we've got 12 presentations and you can only cover so much. But we're going to cover the highlights. Mm. So these are going to be the big events that are going to happen at the end of time. Then we're going to have a second section which will cover all of the issues Mm. that we will face at the end of time. So what are the events? What are the issues? Those two parts. That's what's going to be coming up 14th of July. Make sure you don't miss it. I'm going to be in the chat giving Lyle a hard time. Yeah, sending us through all of the curly questions. Yeah, wow. (laughs) <laughs> Thinking up stuff that he can stump us with and
1: Dude, I love it. Like on all like the, the ministry live stream pages and everything. You know, on Facebook if you interact with a page enough they give you the top fan badge and it's yes. like a certain portion of the people who dude, there's a bunch that I'm I'm top fan of and so I'm like the end dot digital is my next target. I'm gonna be a top fan, top of, fan of the of, Digital of the end dot digital so I can get the badge on my Facebook
0: page. <laughs> 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 oh, it's gonna be awesome. Uh that's amazing. All right, so let's get into our Bible study today. We're talking about rest still. We talked about all of the different words in the Hebrew language Yeah, wow. uh, for rest. We're now going to go to the New Testament, which of course was written in Greek. Yes. And look at some of these words in the Greek language, and I'm going to struggle to pronounce these ones Oof. more than I struggled to pronounce the Hebrew ones. Uh, the first one we're going to look at is anapuao. <laughs> Wow. That's how you would pronounce it if you were Polynesian. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, uh... uh. It simply means to rest, relax, and refresh. Mm. You know, it's amazing to see the proliferation of spas. Yeah, well, that We have in our world today. Uh huh. You know, how many spas were there in your area where you're listening from a hundred years ago? Okay so we're transmitting from Newcastle. How many spas were there in Newcastle 100 years ago? I would say like at the most one. Places where the coal miners of that era could go and have a massage and a hydrotherapy treatment <laughs> and their wives could, you know, maybe get cucumbers put on their eyes or something or Yeah,
1: get a pedicure.
0: Uh all that. Mm. How many of those existed in our area, Lawson, 100 years ago? Like, literally, like one, one, if not zero. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. How many exist within an hour's drive of where we are broadcasting from right now? Right now. Oh, dude, literally, like hundreds. Yes. Yes. Like, they're all over the place. They are everywhere. And, of course, because within an hour's drive, of course, you've got the Hunter Valley Wine Region that's full of spas. Everybody Mm. comes up there and, you know, does their wine tasting to destroy their health and go and goes to the spa to restore their health. So poison and antidote happening there, but whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, but you can kind of pretty much go anywhere, and you're going to find, you know, even if you go through the outback, I'm driving through the middle of the outback up the Uden and Data Track, and here they've got, you know, hot springs that are good for your health, and go and sit in the hot spring, which is good for your health, and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And it was a very tepid spring. It wasn't very hot. Well, considering the air temperature was like. Minus three. And it was and, and the water temperature was maybe twelve. Oh, or maybe fifteen. Maybe fifteen. That is like come on, Lava, that's like hypothermia, right? Yeah, we got like, to the you know, you get in and it's like, okay, it's warmer in here, and then you try and convince yourself it's hot spring, and then eventually it's like, okay, it's just not
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: That was the one that we went and and uh, that was the springs. one that we that was the one we paid for because they promoted it really well.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And then the next day or the day after we found another one that was free. It was just basically a big mud puddle. Uh, uh. <laughs> and you could sit there in the mud and with stuff, you know, floaties on top of it, sit there in a the hot spring and relax and that one was actually deliciously warm. Usually hot springs are like 40 degrees. I'm like 12 degrees. That's yeah, well, the one that was the mud puddle, you could you could walk upstream from it uh-huh. until you got to the point where you just couldn't walk any further because it would start taking the skin off your feet. It was so hot. Oh, that's intense! But then you just walk down until you get the right temperature. Ah, okay. So you it was um, you could you could kind of choose. I'm going to be honest, that sounds kind of gross. It was it would... thoroughly gross. It was so gross, and it smelled terrible. Well, you know there was cows. Uh. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Why are we? Doing that? Okay, alrighty, righty. But the water was amazing temperature. We just didn't put our head under the water. Good. <laughs> you would come back up with a third appendage. Uh, no, nah, all good, all good. All right. So, but my point is that even in the middle of the outback, in the most remote places in the, in, in Australia today, you can find. Mm. Well, I'm not quite sure whether you count that as a spa or not. But you know, you got a we got a mud treatment. Yeah, oh, a no, mud pack treatment. Oh no, yuck! Stop. All right, uh, where are we heading to? Matthew chapter eleven and verse twenty-eight. Oh, classic! Let's go.
1: Matthew chapter eleven and verse twenty-eight. The Bible says, "Is come to me, all you, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens,
0: and I will give you rest." This is interesting because you know the concept of a spa mm. and a place to go and have a rest and relaxation is not new. Mm. You know, in the time of Jesus, the local uh, place for rest and relaxation and going for a spa was Jericho, yes, you know because they had that nice climate, it was always warm it was even temperature, and that was kind of where people would go for that kind of scene. Mm. The Romans were famous for building their you know massive heated baths and so mm. forth, and so it's not entirely new it, it people have understood for a very long time the need to relax from time to time. And here Jesus comes and says, you know, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Mm. And this is this word here, uh, anapauo. Ana yes. That one. That, that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the word that he's using there, which means to, to rest, relax, and to refresh. Mm. This is why God gave us the Sabbath. The Sabbath is like a spa in time. It's mm. what it is. It's a spa in time. Uh, While we're in Matthew, flick over to chapter 26 and verse 45. Matthew chapter
1: 26 and verse 45. Let's find it right here. The Bible says this. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man
0: is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Okay, so in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, the Bible is talking there about Spiritual rest, mm. rest from sin, rest from salvation by works, rest from guilt. Mm. Here the Bible uses exactly the same word in reference to physical rest. The mm. disciples were exhausted. They were sleeping on the ground and uh, Jesus was in need of their help and they weren't providing it, and, but eventually he's like, okay, just go ahead and rest, you he- Mm. have some sleep. And so we all know how much we value our physical rest. We all know how much we value our pillow and our bed, Mm. kind of like they are our good friends. (laughs) And uh, Jesus says that the spiritual rest that he offers to us is going to give us that same kind of relief. Mm. we all know how much how nice it is when you get to go to a spa and have that massage therapy and Jesus says I want to give you a spa for your life Mm. for your spirit I want to give you that kind of rest I want to give you that freedom from guilt okay let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 18 we will look at another use of exactly the same word right here this is 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 18. The Bible says in 1
1: Corinthians sixteen eighteen, They have been a wonderful encouragement to me as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well.
0: Okay, and reading it from a different translation, it says, For they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. Mm. A few less words there. Mm-hmm. But the word refreshed... Here is that same word that Jesus says, that Jesus uses when he says, come to me all all you who labor and are heavy heavy laden and I will give you rest, Mm. is not just rest, rest from sin, rest from guilt, rest from shame, rest from salvation by works. It is also refreshing. Mm. I will give you rest and I will refresh you. In other words, I won't just forgive you of your sins. I will come into your life and I will change your life and make you into a better person as wow. well. that's what it's all about. All right, so let's look at another word. Um, this one one is even harder to pronounce, but it starts with the letter H. <laughs> yep. Okay, so the le- the word starting with the letter H, and let's go to Luke chapter twenty three and verse fifty six.
1: Luke twenty three and verse. 56 as I get it here in front of me, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the uh third of the New Testament books, Luke twenty-three and verse fifty-six, the Bible says this. Then they went to the uh then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, and so they rested as
0: required by the law. Okay. So this is this other kind of rest that the Bible speaks about, and it's in reference this time to the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And so here you have uh, the women who were preparing to embalm the body of Jesus. The Bible says that they rested according to the law. In other words, they rested according to the Sabbath. Mm. Okay, now I want, to, I want you to consider that as we read our next passage, which is from 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 11. So this is resting according to the Sabbath. Mm. And. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 11. This is going to be insightful for you. First Thessalonians
1: 4:11, the Bible says, "Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before.
0: Okay, so here that word for resting, according to the Sabbath is found in the context of leading a quiet life. Mm. In other words, if you put those two thoughts together, you have this day once a week, which is the Sabbath, which is a time and opportunity for quietness. Mm. Uh continuing on from there, if we go to Acts chapter eleven and verse eighteen. Acts chapter eleven and verse eighteen.
1: Acts eleven verse eighteen the Bible says, When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, We can see that God has given has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life.
0: Where do you think the word rest is in that passage? Mm. Repenting? Nope. Uh, ooh, It's where they stopped objecting. Ooh, yes. They rested from arguing, yes, and objecting. Okay, that's where it comes in, in that which is very interesting, because once again it brings in that sense of peace. It's like, okay, we, we have peace right now because our questions have been answered. Uh, we can relax. We have been having this debate, but now we can stop because we have uh, solved this problem. We don't, you know, need to continue with it anymore. And that, you know, God has granted us repentance that leads to life. And so we can rest. Mm. So we find here this one is also connected with the Sabbath, but it's, it indicates quietness. And the Sabbath is a time when we can have quietness. Okay, uh, let's go to Hebrews 4 and verse 4. And this is the Greek word starting with K. So we yes. had the one starting with. We had the one starting with uh, H. Uh, we had the one starting with H. Before that, we had the one starting with. Where is it gone? P or
1: A or Yeah. It's it's
0: oh, uh, it's, it's it's escaped me right now. But this is the one starting with K. Mm-hmm. Hebrews four verse four.
1: Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter four and verse four, we know it is already because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his
0: work. Okay, this one, starting with K, obviously a reference to the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. um, simply means to cause, to cease. Mm. To bring to rest and to rest.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: All right, let's go back to our Bible study. We're talking about rest. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 32. It's kind of one of those central verses for this particular uh, passage, uh, for this particular Bible study. And we're going to look at what Jesus has to say here along with some context. So let's just start with, uh, well, let's start with verse 32.
1: Um, Mark chapter 2, did you say? 6. Mark chapter 6. Okay, Mark chapter 6 and verse... 32, the Bible says this. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be
0: alone. Okay, so they've gone sailing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, You enjoy sailing? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Is sailing relaxing? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of depends. Mm. Sailing can be incredibly relaxing. It can be incredibly exciting as well. Dude, yeah. I kind of get the impression from this passage that it was not a relaxing stormy sail. day. Oh. Now, I'm, I'm, I get the impression that this is a, a relaxing sail. This is a cook's cruise right here. Mm. Cook's not going to have to worry about his passengers throwing up on this one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Because they're going to, they left in the boat, they're sailing away to find a quiet place. Mm. Why is it that Jesus has told them to do that? Um, they've got lots of mission opportunities. So what we're going to look at is the larger context that we find in Mark chapter 6. And so this is your homework for the rest of the day. At some point today, go and read Mark chapter 6 and look at the whole context. We're just going to look at a couple of highlights as we work our way through here this morning. And the first one that we're going to look at is verse 7. Mm-hmm. So let's see what's happening if we go back to verse 7 of Mark chapter 6. Why is it that Jesus is taking his disciples on a break? Verse seven, 7 reads, And he called his 12 disciples together and
1: began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. Okay, so what's happening here in verse 7? So he sends them out to do, to do ministry. To do and, their first missionary journey. Yeah, and part of that is, you know
0: taking demons head on apparently and what was it like for you the first time that you went out going door knocking and doing missionary activity
1: Oh, it was pretty freaky i don't know i i, I wasn't incredibly phased by it like the it was a pretty low stakes context compared to what they face it wasn't like okay go out with no shoes and no bag and no this and no that and but no de- food no food like just go and ask someone if they'll feed you but at the same time like for me anyway it was it was There was, there was an element of it that I was pretty, I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty self-confident, self-assured person in that sense. But, um, like, I was just like, oh, well, I'm going to go out and send it. But at the same time, there's definitely like, Racking up the nerves, like particularly end up on someone's door and you've forgotten what you were about to say, and you kind of have an awkward conversation with them, and it's just a bit yikes, you know.
0: And so the first time you did this, I'm thinking probably would have been at a rise. Yeah, I was eighteen. So you're eighteen, you're at a rise, you're going out doing some door knocking, you're doing some missionary work, you're doing uh, classes all day. Uh, I imagine that you know that was a pretty full on. Oh man, like when you put the whole it was together. so
1: like. I I think particularly so during our rise there was like a cyclone hurricane that happened in our area and we did flood relief uh we went yeah, the whole to, place
0: got flooded the
1: whole place got flooded including the church um luckily the church itself the building wasn't flooded but the whole car park like you couldn't enter the car park unless you had like a lifted four wheel drive like it was really really flooded out but we went out and did flood relief and help people you know uh move their you know the things out of the house and whatnot that had gotten flooded. And, uh, whilst we were doing that, then we had classes. And so we decided to reschedule our classes so that, uh, we were doing the classes like at nighttime. And there was a number of classes. We've gone out all day. We're doing flood relief. And we come back and we're sitting to listening to Ty Gibson, David Ashwick or whatever, talk about like very deep, theological things and i am just fully asleep in my chair (laughs) like i'm like trying so hard to listen and then you know you start like losing the battle you know your eyes start closing you're like opening them again and i got to the point where literally like david is like in my row of of seats and he's talking and looking at me and i'm looking at him and then he looked away to write something on the board And I've fallen asleep, and I wake up to him tapping me on the shoulder. (laughs) And I felt so bad. And he's like, Lawson, stay with us. Lawson, stay with us. Like, clicking in my face. I'm like,
0: come on, David. We've been out all day. It's like 8
1: p.m., and I've been
0: shoveling mud. Like, give me a break. Anyways, good times. Uh, Great times. Okay, let's uh, continue on. So that's where this starts. Yeah, wow. Okay, so they've gone out. They're doing their missionary work. Uh, they come back. Mm. Now, you remember what the first time when you finished doing missionary work, you come back from doing missionary work. It's it, it's great. You're all swapping stories and sharing. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Let's read it in verse 30.
1: Uh, then we come to verse 30 where the Bible says, as I find it on the page, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught.
0: Okay, so they're full of all of their stories. You've yeah. been there. You've done this. I've been there. I've done this. Yeah. And it's super exciting. And so they've been out. They've been doing missionary work. And uh, your experience and their experience very different, mm. but in some ways similar because you're both working hard. Yeah. Um, you will probably had a little bit more security in yours than what they did, but nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. both working hard. Mm. And so they come back and they're full of excitement. They're full of stories. They're full of, full of adrenaline. Everybody's, mm. you know, like, oh, this happened and that happened. And what happened to you? All of that kind of thing is taking place. And then we come to verse 31. Mm. So now the- we're getting our context for verse 32.
1: Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while.
0: And now we read verse 32.
1: Uh, Verse 32, the Bible says, so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be
0: alone. Okay, so they are busy. There is a Mm. mountain of ministry opportunities, but there, of course, is the danger of burnout. And Jesus recognizes this. You know, when you were to rise, you couldn't live that 24-7 for the rest of your life. No way. Like that three months. It was was... a three-month intensive. Yeah. And it worked because there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And you know that it was going to be three months. And you're like, yeah, I can do this for three months. It's going to be amazing for three months. Mm. And at the end, I'm going to take a very deep breath. Yep. And uh, I I tend to think that that's exactly, you know, what you would have done. I know I've certainly, I've done the same kind of uh, course. I did mine in America with amazing facts. And it's intense. It is hard work. You are just go 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 go, but at the end of it, it's just a huge blessing. You can take that huge breath and it's like, relax and it's like, wow. I think like you know, just working in ministry, like I, you know, if
1: particularly in, in periods in my life where I was doing full time ministry, when you come to like mid year or Christmas break,
0: where you can take some time off and it is oh, just like, yeah, that, that that light at the end of the tunnel mm. is an important is an important thing to have. Okay, so we need to bear this in mind, particularly in our local churches where people are in danger of burning out. Let's not make, mm. make sure we don't burn out and support those who are in danger. You're listening
1: to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: All right, Lyle. Yes. Question of the day. Okay, let's let's go for it. Question of the day.
1: Okay, today's question of the day is, uh,
0: how did Judas die? Okay, so this is one that there is, you know, some people point to this one and say, well, you know, the Bible contradicts itself on this one. Uh, In Matthew chapter 27 and verse 5 to 8, you've got the whole story. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. And the chief priests picked up the coins and said, it is against the Lord to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood or Acaldema to this day. Now, the Bible says in Luke that, that Judas fell into a field and that his body ruptured. Okay, so which one of these is true? Did he go and hang himself or did he fall into a field and his body ruptured? If we go to Acts, uh, we can read about it here in Acts. The Bible says, you know, for he, Judas, was numbered with us and obtained uh, part of this ministry now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong he burst in the middle and all of his bowels gushed out so you've kind of got two different pictures here neither of them are very pretty but one of them is of you know somebody who goes out and commits suicide by hanging himself the other one more sounds like he's jumped off a cliff landed in a field and his body has burst open as a result of that yeah well And so the question is, well, well, which one is true? Is the Bible contradicting itself right here? No, the Bible is not contradicting itself. The Bible is giving you additional detail. Neither of these two accounts contradict each other. And so when we look at the first account, the first account says that he went and hanged himself. And Mm -hmm. that's a, you know, that's a plausible reaction considering what he realized he had just done and how he had caused the death of Jesus Christ. So he goes out and hangs himself. Now, does that do away with the concept of falling into a field and uh, uh, his body breaking apart? Not at all. Uh, When a person hangs himself, there are a couple of scenarios here. One is that the fastest death is that the hanging breaks your neck rather than strangling you. The problem with that is if you make the rope a little bit too long, you fall too far, and that makes your body come apart. And then you hit the ground hard and your body could further dismember itself and fulfill what the Bible says right here. The second thing is if you make that rope a little bit too short, then you're going to die of strangulation. And if you stay there and nobody cuts you down, then your body is naturally going to fall apart until it falls out of the tree, particularly if it has broken your neck and killed you but, you know, but it hasn't, your body hasn't broken apart, in a couple of days' time it's going to fall apart, by which time your body is going to be in a much softer condition and the result is going to be a whole lot grosser when your body hits the ground. And so what you've got here is that both of these stories are true. Some people ask the question, well, how did he buy this field? Well, it wasn't so much that Judas bought it, it was Judas's money that bought it, and that's why they say he bought it, because the priests took his money and traditionally, of course, this was in the Valley of Hinnom or Gehenna uh, because that place has the best clay for making pottery and was a place that Jesus used to describe hellfire at the end of time. So it would be. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.